Nobody wants the shot. Fashion farces, <laughs> it's all a farce. And just how much do you trust nursing homes? You might want to think again. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Wednesday, hump day. It's here. We made it halfway through the well. Almost made it halfway through the week. And lots coming up. All that stuff and more is coming up tonight on the show. We got a whole bunch going on. And uh, we will get to all of that and more. Some breaking news and uh, other things that are happening. Uh, wow. It's just turned, you know, it turned from a kind of blood day into a oh my God day. Uh, all that plus Animal Farm. We will have that for you coming up. Right now, though, we want to uh, take just a minute here and ask your patience as we tell you about one of our great sponsors, and that is Blackout Coffee. Where is Blackout Coffee? They are right there. Signature blends, brutal awakening. Blackout Coffee was founded on the principles of conservative values. The guy who owns this company believes in two things. American values and making an incredible cup of coffee. And he does exactly that. They believe in the importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, American values. It is the best small batch fresh roasted coffee you will ever taste. I promise you, you will love this. And they source premium, especially green coffee beans. Uh, grown at the perfect altitude, correct time of year, best soil, harvested at just the right time. All of that goes into making you an amazing cup of coffee. Like this one right here. Mm -mm -mm. Folks, I drink a ton of coffee. I cannot recommend this coffee enough. It is fantastic. And uh, they're roasted, packed, and shipped with lightning speed, usually 24 to 48 hours from the time you order. So when you get that bag of coffee beans to your door, delivered, it's fresh roasted. And you know, you buy that crap in the supermarket, you don't know when they roasted those beans. You have no way. It could have been a year ago. With this company, Blackout Coffee, you know. And let's say you're not a coffee drinker. Got you covered. Believe it or not, Blackout Coffee does an incredible job on other drinks besides coffee. For those about to drink cocoa, we salute you. You got to check this out. Even if you're not a coffee fan, look at this. Sweet Hot Cocoa by Cocoa Sips. How dark chocolate hot cocoa. Oh, man, this looks good. And really reasonable prices, too. Uh, dark chocolate orange, mm. chocolate cherry dump cake. <laughs> You're killing me with this. Send me some samples. Strawberry, chocolate covered strawberries. Unbelievable. And a line of teas. An amazing line of old fashioned Earl Grey, uh, rooibos superior, passion fruit, peach black tea. Uh, jasmine lemon herbal tea that's nice ginger lemon herbal those are all the great ingredients that keep you feeling good and strawberry kiwi black tea so yes while they make the most absolutely incredible cup of coffee they also have for if you're not a coffee drinker head over to blackout coffee anyway and check out these amazing 
cocos and tea mixes. They are incredible. And you will find yourself a deal if you use our link. It's in the show notes. Plus, don't forget, when you check out, use our promo code J20. J20 at checkout for 20% off your first order, whether you're ordering coffee, cocoa, teas, whatever it is, 20% off your first order with our promo code JAY. J20. That's our promo code. You get 20% off your first order. Blackout Coffee, thank you guys for helping to sponsor the show. We are so proud to have you as part of this uh, operation around here. Seriously, these guys are amazing. We thank them a lot for being here. Okay. <laughs> ah, man. The FDA has approved the new COVID shots but nobody wants them. This is from the floridastandard.com. 17% of Americans wanted the last booster. That hasn't stopped the Biden administration from relaunching the whole COVID agenda and sending billions of taxpayer dollars to Big Pharma. Here we freaking go again. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration announced Monday it had approved two new COVID-19 uh, uh, COVID mRNA vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna. The FDA says these updated mRNA vaccines are approved for individuals 12 years and up and authorized under emergency use for children between six months and 11 years of age. <clears throat> please, please think twice. The public can be assured these updates have met the agency's rigorous scientific studies and standards for safety, effectiveness, and manufacturing quality. We very much encourage those who are eligible to consider getting vaccinated, says Dr. Peter Marks, director of the FDA's Center for Biologics Evaluation and Research. Guess what? They didn't test them. There's been no human clinical trials before these new vaccines have been approved. And the Pfizer and Moderna shots have only been tested on mice and a very small amount of mice. I heard four. I'm not kidding. Never tested on people. There you go. Jordan Shuttle uh, from Dossier Today. The new FDA approval shots were tested on four rats. Yeah for rats. In line with recent years, vaccine frenzy driven by governments around the world and their proxy cadres, primarily in healthcare, legacy media, the Biden gang, criminal gang, urges Americans to get injected and also get your flu shot at the same time. That's according to the New York Times. And most people are saying, nope not gonna happen will not comply criminal says thomas massey 
Those are 1.8 billion taxpayer dollars that will go to one or more pharmaceutical companies for a drug that isn't needed and can, in fact, be harmful to children. Read the rest of this article. There's some details inside of it, and you really got to find out more before you go jumping into another one of these clot shot nightmares. Unfreaking believable. Then we hear this from the New York Post, another whistleblower story. I'm telling you, the CIA involved now. They tried to pay off analysts to bury the findings that COVID lab leak was very likely. That according to a whistleblower. Yeah, not kidding. CIA offered to pay off anybody. Analysis. Analysts, I should say. In order to bury their findings that the COVID-19 most likely leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. According to new whistleblower testimony in Congress, a senior-level CIA officer told House committee leaders his agency tried to pay off six analysts who found SARS-CoV-2 likely originated in a Wuhan lab if they changed their position and said the virus jumped from animals to humans. The CIA offered to pay them to change their opinions. Bribe them, if you just want to call it what it is. Select Subcommittee Coronavirus Pandemic Chairman Brad Weinstrup, Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence Chair Mike Turner, requested all documents, communications, and pay info from the CIA's COVID discovery team by September 26th, which is what, next week. According to the whistleblower, at the end of its review, six of the seven members of the team believed the intelligence and science were sufficient to make a low-confidence assessment that COVID-19 originated from a lab in Wuhan, China. And the CIA offered to bribe them, pay them money to change their minds. Tell me again how the deep state doesn't exist. Hmm? Tell me again. If the deep state doesn't get us, dementia patients will. The Pentagon has funded a study and it has a warning, and it's a rather dire warning. It's about the dangers of people like Mitch McConnell, Dianne Feinstein, Joe Biden, all of whom are teetering on the brink of, if not into full-blown dementia. Well, the Pentagon study is warning that dementia among U.S. officials poses a national security threat. All likely part of the process to just dump Joe Biden because it just ain't working and his numbers are going in the crapper. McConnell, Feinstein, who have access to top secret information, recently had rather public 
health episodes. As the national security workforce ages, dementia impacting U.S. officials poses a threat to national security, according to a first-of-its-kind study by a Pentagon-funded think tank. Now, this report, which was released in the spring and only now is getting any publicity at all, came as several prominent U.S. officials trusted with some of the nation's most highly classified intelligence experienced rather awkward public medical problems. There's been calls for resignation, debate about Washington's aging leadership. McConnell again had a second freezing episode. Dianne Feinstein, who is, what, 90 now? She can't even put a sentence together. Her aides have to tell her what to do, including how to vote. And we all know what happens every time somebody shoves a mic in Joe Biden's hands. As the study notes, there does not appear to be any other publicly available research into dementia, an umbrella term for the loss of cognitive functioning, despite the fact that Americans are living longer than ever before, and the researchers were able to identify several cases in which senior intelligence officials died of Alzheimer's disease a progressive brain disorder, and the most common cause of dementia. It's happening. It's happening, it's dangerous, and somebody needs to say it out loud and do something about it. These people have been in office too long. They are no longer mentally or medically fit to do the job, and they need to move on. Need to call a spade a spade. Instead of living in this fantasy land we live in. Unbelievable. Okay. Speaking of fantasy land, so lighten the mood a little bit here. It is New York Fashion Week. Who cares? I know. But you always, I mean, the world of fashion in and of itself, this haute couture stuff, is just so whacked. No one would wear this crap. Take a look at these LCF designer Dirk Vason, his futuristic approach to men's footwear. Yeah, these are men's footwear. Take a look. Who would wear this crap? Look at this. Look at this. You can't even walk. And this is the height of fashion. This is the haute couture of the day. Are you... What? Yeah. This is the kind of crap they're pumping down the runway these days. Look at that. <laughs> well, guess what? It gets better. Because just to prove to you that people will applaud anything, there's a guy who snuck his way onto the stage at one of these fashion shows. And he almost got away with it. Nobody, they're all applauding. Nobody in the audience realized 
this was an imposter. This guy walked down the aisle. I can't, it says creator is something. Let me take a look here. Hold on, let me switch cams. There we go. Intruder at Fashion Week. Now, security does come and get him eventually. But this guy makes it almost the whole way down the catwalk with all the audience going, oh, yes, brilliant. Oh, we love it. What a great design. You're an artist. Check. Check this out. He's wearing a garbage bag. This is not, this is not an, an actual model, although he looks like one. There you go. Boom. Security grabs him, tosses him off the stage. Look at this. Look, everybody's applauding, looking, going, oh, yes, how nice, how oh, lovely, mm -hmm. taking pictures until security <laughs> finally gets him and throws him off the stage. But people had no idea because, honestly, what's the difference between this and those idiot freaking shoes I just showed you? There is no difference. <laughs> stupid, stupid people. Hey. <sighs> Aren't you glad you chose to hang out with me tonight? Why not this morning, I should say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> it just keeps going. It just gets more and more effed up. Be glad you don't live in Milwaukee, or maybe you do. Do I have any viewers and listeners in Milwaukee? By the way, our show is a podcast, you know. If you want to take us with you, the audio part of our show is up on Spotify, iTunes, all the podcast platforms. You'll find us there. Just look for The Jay Sheldon Show. Hit subscribe. Thank you for that. And by the way, don't forget to hit that follow button, which is over here, the little green follow button. That helps the show out a lot. It really does. Thank you. It's free for you to do, by the way. All right. Police Department will no longer be able to share a victim's gender. In other words, there was a victim of a robbery on Main and 5th Street. It occurred at 4.59 p.m. And the victim was assaulted and then had their wallet stolen. That's now how you're going to report these crimes. Why? To avoid misgendering and offending the LGBTQIA plus LMNOP community. Yeah. Where else? Milwaukee. They announced they will no longer share a victim's gender in order to avoid misgendering after being pressured from activists with the LGBT group. During that same announcement, the department also noted it would no longer list a victim's race. Policy changes only apply to information released proactively. It will not impact open records, crime statistics. The policy will also not apply to crime suspects. Well, I would hope not. Uh, we have a, uh, a witness who saw the perpetrator and they were... Uh, about five foot seven. And that's all I can say because anything else might upset the LGBT community. How are you going to find... Come on. Anyway, it doesn't apply to that. 
Chief of Staff Heather Ho called the policy change a way to preserve the dignity and privacy of all victims. MPD wants to ensure the best service possible for our entire community. Now, earlier this year, the uh, police department's LGBTQ liaison, Sergeant uh, Guadalupe Velasquez, requested the policy change after they released a 2022 report that misgendered three transgender-identifying individuals that were killed in the city. We don't want to make a traumatic experience for the family worse. <laughs> okay, once again, like I have to tell you, if you live in Milwaukee, get out. If you're thinking about moving to Milwaukee, just know what you're going to. Police department bending over backwards, pun intended. In New York City, the police department is getting it by bending over backwards. You know, they've got all this migrant crisis. The idiot mayor is complaining he's got no money, he can't afford to house them, he can't afford to feed them or shelter them or give them medical care. Don't send me any. Oh, and I love my sanctuary city. Well, now guess where the money's going to come from in order to pay for the illegal immigrants coming into New York? Yep, the NYPD, exactly where it should not be coming from, because you are going to need as many cops on the street as you can possibly muster. NYPD has been ordered to slash their overtime spending in order to help cover the cost of the immigrant crisis. Un believable. Democratic Mayor Eric Adams expected to issue a directive ordering the NYPD to slash overtime spending. His budget director, Jacques Jiha, reportedly sent a memo on Saturday to the police department's uh, fire department, Department of Corrections, and the Department of Sanitation, stating that each agency would be expected to cut overtime. The mayor will issue a directive to implement an overtime reduction initiative for our city's four uniformed agencies. These agencies must submit a plan to reduce year-to-year -year overtime spending. So right at the point where you need the cops, they're going to do everything they can to cut the overtime, etc., etc. Yes, I know the dogs are back, whatever. All right, who we got here? Ground Zero Hal 9000. Big hoo-ha from the uh, studio audience. There was a time when the police could not say the color of the criminal on radio they were seeking. Really? Uh, that I, I don't ever remember a time like that. I mean, if you're looking for a suspect, you need to identify them as a... Uh, you know, six foot two Caucasian male wearing uh, whatever, black t-shirt and khaki jeans. That would be a really dumb thing if, if that were the case. And New York, Ockable. So they slash their budgets. Things get worse. More people and businesses leave. 
and BlackRock can buy up the whole city. Yes. Like that might not be the plan, right? You are exactly right. Nice job, New York. Akabul, I hope I'm saying that right. And welcome in. Thank you. Be sure to hit that follow button over there. Appreciate it. All right. Yes, that's exactly right. Slash the budget. Get rid of the cops. New York turns into, uh, what was that? What was that movie where New York is a prison? They just walled the whole city in. Might as well just do that. Wall the whole city in. Escape from New York. That was it. Escape from New York. What a great film that was. All right. Yeah, it's um, it's happening. It's going on. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And as you know, Dan Bongino comes up at 11 o'clock here in the morning, right after me on uh, Rumble. And uh, he is a, he's exactly right. When are things going to change? When things get bad enough. And believe it or not, even in today's conditions, things just ain't bad enough yet. They'll get there. They'll get there. People will wake up, but they're not there yet. But he's exactly right. Things will change, but not until things get bad enough. All right. <laughs> you remember Threads? What? Threads? Yeah, you remember Meta's new, uh, you know, competitor to X, which is going absolutely nowhere. Well, this might be part of the reason they are already blacklisting COVID terms from search as part of their new censorship campaign. Threads just won't learn a lesson. This moron. They are already blacklisting censor, uh, COVID terms from search. Probably things like clot shot and whatever. Meta, once again, up to its old tricks, marketed as an alternative to the platform known as Twitter, now known as X. They are limiting access to information and prohibiting searches related to key terms such as coronavirus and vaccines. Despite only being a couple of months old, the platform already has been observed to deliberately muzzle search terms in its novel search functionality. They've implemented search blackouts around COVID-related terms to combat what it calls misinformation. They're just completely getting rid of any information you might want at all. <laughs> Hal says, uh, oh, thanks for the link there from NBC. Our city closed park fence around it due to homeless trashing the place. And it's right next to two police stations. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, yeah, they're doing it again. And you know, it's funny because when I saw this headline come up about threads, I thought, threads? What is threads? And then I remembered, oh yeah, that funky, stupid thing Zuckerberg tried to create, which absolutely fell on its face and apparently is just going to continue to fall on its face. All right. How much do you trust nursing homes? If you're Mario Cuomo, whoa. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Well, we're going to tell you about the rather poor ratings that a lot of nursing homes have uh, gotten, and it is a frightening, frightening story. You are not going to want to miss this. Right now, though, we're going to tell you about uh, NordVPN, and uh, just give me a quick second here to tell you about one of our good sponsors. That is NordVPN in today's digital age. 
your online privacy, your security, your personal data, more important than ever that it's protected. And that is why NordVPN is the perfect solution for protecting your internet activity. With NordVPN, you can browse the web securely. You don't have to worry that your information is out there, all your personal data, your email, your home phone, your address, at your ISP even, the people who bring you your internet, even they can track your information and your data, your online behavior, and sell it to the marketers. They have military-grade encryption. Their technology ensures that your data is safe and it is confidential, protected. And not only does NordVPN protect your privacy, they also unlock a world of online content. 5,000 servers, 39 countries. You can access your favorite website, streaming services. It is all available from anywhere in the world. And as an added bonus, with one single NordVPN account, you can hook up to six devices. Yeah, six different devices all around your house, your kids, your wife, your husband, whoever, and uh, you will be protected. Six devices with a single NordVPN account. User-friendly interface. You do not have to be a tech guru in order to figure this out. You put on the app, you click one button, boom, you're protected. It's just truly, it is that easy. Why risk your online security, your online data, your freedom? NordVPN, use that link down there in our show notes. You'll find it and you will get an incredible deal. Up to 65% off, huge deal, and three months free with NordVPN, NordVPN. Thank you very much for that, Nord. Really, really appreciate it. All right. Nursing homes. This is scary. This is so scary. A poor rating has been given to most U.S. nursing homes for quality of care. You know, after the COVID pandemic and the nightmare and everything that happened in New York with Cuomo and everything, Americans have very little trust in nursing homes anymore. And sadly, not much has changed. Americans have a substandard perception regarding the quality of nursing home care in the country especially after the pandemic, more than four in 10 U.S. adults grade nursing homes negatively for overall quality of care. 36% give them a D, poor. 6% an F, fail. That a poll by Gallup. 33% satisfactory, a C, Few rate them positively with an excellent A, 1%. 1.3 million individuals reside in around 15,600 nursing homes across the U.S. Americans largely rather uncomfortable with the thought of ever needing a nursing home in their later years or using one for a family member. And this new poll makes it abundantly clear that nursing homes have a lot of work to do to get a little public confidence back in their facility. This Gallup poll is frightening. Seven out of 10 respondents claim they would be very or somewhat uncomfortable about getting admitted to a nursing home if they can no longer take care of themselves. That is the state our nursing homes are in. 
since this whole pandemic thing started and all this nightmare happened. Scary stuff. All right. Here's the climate descent you're not hearing about. Yeah, we're going to hit climate one more time, this whole hoax. I really hope you're doing your best to spread the word out there about what a complete bullshit hoax this climate thing is. This is a great article. It's from Real Clear Investigations, and you should share it out. The link is in our show notes. As the Biden administration, governments worldwide make these massive commitments to decarbonize the global economy. The persistent effort to silence climate change skeptics is growing, and it's getting worse, and the critics keep pushing back. This summer, International Monetary Fund summarily canceled a presentation by John Clauser, Nobel Prize winning physicist, publicly disavows the existence of a climate crisis. The head of a nonprofit, which Clauser is affiliated, the CO2 Coalition, said he and other members had been delisted from LinkedIn for their dissident views. They're even calling them dissidents now. Meanwhile, a top academic journal retracted published research doubting a climate emergency after a negative coverage in legacy media, the MSN, MSM. The move decried by another prominent climate dissenter, Roger Pilkey, one of the most egregious failures of scientific publishing I have ever seen. Criticism muffled because the academic says he's been blocked on Twitter, now X, by reporters on the climate beat. More than 1,600 scientists, among them two, Nobel physics laureates, Clouster, Clauser and Ivar Giaver of Norway, signed a declaration stating there is no climate emergency. And they're not allowing anybody to debate about it. They're shutting them up and shutting them down. And that is the state of the world we live in frightening. Wow. Yeah, you're right, Hal 9000. He says our uh, our massive prisons are better funded than our nursing homes. Truer words, my friend, you are exactly right. Prisons are better funded than nursing homes. How sad is that? How sad is that? But it is absolutely a fact. Wow. All right. Let's do one more here. One more little awe moment. I don't know where this is, and I can't tell from the type of elephant it is. I'm going to guess maybe India. Could be Malaysia. Could be Thailand. This is so heartwarming. Take a look at this. This elephant was stuck, fell in this hole, and cannot get out. And some guy with this backhoe, does a hero's job of giving this elephant the help it needs to get out of this hole. Take a look. Very gentle. You got to know what you're doing with these backhoes in order to do this. The elephant's struggling, trying to get out. He gives it a little boost in the butt. 
elephants still look at this oh man look at that help him to support him he catches his breath gets his strength back and he's out now watch this i'm gonna think this is not a challenge this is the elephant saying thank you <laughs> look at him rubbing his nose against the uh, backhoe <laughs> he turns around and off he goes how about that wow man i'm telling you look at that he gives him a thank you that's incredible absolutely incredible we always like to end with some little piece of good news because there's just too much bad news crap going on in the world today all right you ready book time it's uh, Animal Farm, George Orwell. Hey, I did some checking today. I did not hear back from the folks about, um, about uh, now I can't remember the name of the book. <laughs> anyway, we're still trying. We won't give up, but we're almost done with Animal Farm. And uh, I thought Lord of the Flies would be another great one. So we that is in the public domain. We can read that. So uh, we may do Lord of the Flies next after uh, Animal Farm if we can't get permission to... Uh, Oh, Catcher in the Rye, I think that was it. All right, yeah, Catcher in the Rye. Okay, let's move on to our book. It is Animal Farm. It was first published back in 1944 by George Orwell, and it's been an adventure. We're going to keep going. We're in the middle of Chapter 8 of George Orwell's Animal Farm. At this sight, the animals' courage returned to them. Fear and despair they'd felt a moment earlier were drowned in their rage against this vile, contemptible act. A mighty cry for vengeance went up, and without waiting for further orders, they charged forth in a body and made straight for the enemy. This time they did not heed the cruel pellets that swept over them like hail. It was a savage, bitter battle. The men fired again and again, and when the animal got to close quarters, lashed out with their sticks and their heavy boots. A cow, three sheep, two geese were killed. Nearly everyone was wounded. Even Napoleon, who was directing operations from the rear, had the tip of his tail chipped by a pellet. But the men did not go unscathed either. Three of them had their heads broken by blows from boxers' hoofs. Another was gored in the belly by a cow's horn. Another had his trousers nearly torn off by Jesse and Bluebell. And when the nine dogs of Napoleon's own bodyguard, whom he had instructed to make a detour under cover of the hedge, suddenly appeared on the men's flank, baying ferociously, panic overtook them. They saw they were in danger of being surrounded. Frederick shouted to his men to get out while the getting was good, and the next moment the cowardly enemy was running for dear life. The animals chased them right down to the bottom of the field and got in some last kicks at them as they forced their way through the thorn hedge. They had won, but they were weary and bleeding. Slowly they began to limp back towards the farm. The sight of their dead comrades stretched upon the grass moved some of them to tears. For a little while, they halted in sorrowful silence at the place where the windmill had once stood. Yes, it was gone. Almost the last trace of their labor was gone. 
Even the foundations were partially destroyed. And in rebuilding it, they could not this time, as before, make use of the fallen stones. This time, the stones had vanished too. The force of the explosion had flung them to distances hundreds of yards. It was as though the windmill had never been there. As they approached the farm, Squealer, who'd unaccountably been absent during the fighting, came skipping towards them, whisking his tail and beaming with satisfaction. The animals heard from the direction of the farm buildings a solemn booming of a gun. What is that gun firing for? said Boxer. To celebrate our victory, cried Squealer. What victory? said Boxer. His knees were bleeding. He'd lost a shoe and split his hoof, and a dozen pellets had lodged themselves in his hind leg. What victory, comrade? Have we not driven our enemy off our soil, the sacred soil of Animal Farm? But they've destroyed the windmill, and we'd worked on it for two years. Ah, what matter? We'll build another windmill. We'll build six windmills if we feel like it. You do not appreciate, comrade, the mighty thing we've done. The enemy was in occupation of this very ground we stand upon. And now, thanks to the leadership of Comrade Napoleon, we have won every inch of it back. Then we've won back what we had before, said Boxer. That is our victory, said Squealer. Well, they limped back into the yard. The pellets under the skin of Boxer's legs smarted painfully. He saw ahead of him the heavy labor of rebuilding the windmill from the foundations, and already, in imagination, he'd braced himself for the task. But for the first time, it occurred to him he was eleven years old, and perhaps his great muscles were not quite what they'd once been. When the animals saw the green flag flying and heard the gun firing again, seven times it was fired in all heard the speech Napoleon made congratulating them on their conduct, it did seem to them that, after all, they had won a great victory. The animals slain in the battle were given a solemn funeral. Boxer and Clover pulled the wagon which served as a hearse, and Napoleon himself walked at the head of the procession. Two whole days were given over to celebrations. There were songs, speeches, more firing of the gun, and a special gift of an apple was bestowed upon every animal, with two ounces of corn for each bird and three biscuits for each dog. It was announced the battle would be called the Battle of the Windmill, and that Napoleon had created a new decoration, the Order of the Green Banner, which he had conferred upon himself. In the general rejoicings, the unfortunate affair of the banknotes was forgotten. It was a few days later than this that the pigs came upon a case of whiskey in the cellars of the farmhouse. It had been overlooked at the time when the house was first occupied. That night there came from the farmhouse the sound of loud singing, in which, to everyone's surprise, the strains of Beast of England were mixed up. At about half-past nine, 
Napoleon, wearing an old bowler hat of Mr. Jones's, was distinctly seen to emerge from the back door, gallop rapidly round the yard, and disappear indoors again. But in the morning, a deep silence hung over the farmhouse. Not a pig appeared to be stirring. It was nearly nine o'clock when Squealer made his appearance, walking slowly, dejectedly, his eyes dull and his tail hanging limply behind him, and with every appearance of being seriously ill. He called the animals together and told them he had a terrible piece of news to impart. Comrade Napoleon was dying. Seems like a good place to stop it up for tonight. <laughs> All right. Oof. Wow. Hey, thank you so much for popping by, and uh, we will continue with Animal Farm on tomorrow's show. Don't forget, please, hit that follow button. It's right here. It helps the show out a lot. costs you nothing, and it does our show a lot of good. It helps to get the word out there. It will also remind you when we're live. All right, Hell Now Doesn't, thank you. Uh, NY70Cable, if that, I think that's your name. Good to hear from you, too. And all the folks out there, thank you. Please share the show. Let people know we're here. And uh, be sure to check out all of our great sponsors down there, too. All right, that's it for us. I will see you again tomorrow.